Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Wayne Forrest, who is TikTok famous for helping people understand that we need to have a positive mindset to get through our problems in life. And he's also a TEDx speaker. So I'm very, very excited to talk to him today. So welcome, Wayne. Thank you, Melissa. And thank you for the warm welcome. And I love what you do. And I've actually listened to a couple of your podcasts. They're very awesome. So um, looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much. And I love what you're doing too. And I want you just to start by giving us a little bit of background about yourself and you know, what you're doing and how you're helping people out there today. As many of your listeners might hear, I've got a bit of an accent. So I'm from New Zealand uh, and I grew up in a little country village or area that was prominently farming. Uh, so I came from a farming background and um, right from the early age, uh, before I could walk, I was on the front of my grandfather's horse, uh, immersing myself into that lifestyle as much as I could get away from my mother, who obviously wanted me to have nap times. Uh, but every chance I got, I was out there. And um, it was my love, uh, my first love. And then all of a sudden, I had to go to primary school, uh, which I wasn't too keen on. Uh, and so that was the first opportunity to have to uh, grow into something else. And um, so as time went on, of course, school wasn't my favorite uh, and farming was. And uh, in my mid twenties, uh, part of the culture of farming and, and especially rural farming, uh, a lot of uh, drinking and, and a lot of sport playing. Uh, you played hard and you partied hard. And I was in that scene. Uh, I had two businesses I was running. I was working hard. And uh, I was playing rugby, uh, which is um, a code of football that you sort of like gridiron, I suppose, without the pads uh, over here in New Zealand. And um, this particular day, I... I was asked to captain my team because we had low numbers. Uh, and uh, it was just a normal day. It was nothing unusual for me. Uh, I was very fit. And in the dying minutes of the game, I made a, a big mistake. Uh, I received the ball and I took it into contact with two of the opposition. And instantly I knew I was in trouble uh, and bang and I dislocated my neck, uh, couldn't breathe. And I remember just lying on that ground going, help, someone please help me, you know, whispering, uh, because I had no, no, no lung capacity. Uh, so no one heard me. <laughs> uh, long story short, I ended up um, going to hospital and losing everything that was physical. Um, my hands got affected from my injury. Um, I couldn't move nothing. I couldn't feel anything at that early stage. 
uh, and it was a bit of a shock because uh, I, I, I was a very physical person, didn't really study at school because I knew what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden I lost that one thing that I thought I was good at. Um, and I had this um, ego at that stage of um, always trying to be the best um, in the physical world. Uh, and there was a lot of shame and feelings that went along with that. Um, but in the long story of it, I chose to, to get on with life and create a life. Uh, and by doing that and doing what I could with what I had, uh, wasn't much at the beginning of the process. But as that went along, I started to get better and better. Um, and I started creating goals and visions that I had set myself uh, and fell into personal development um, and outdoor uh, education, um, extreme outdoor ex education like water, water sports. Um, and I can't, I can't swim very well, as you could imagine, uh, and paragliding and uh, things like that. But the courses were groups of um, people that we call able, so they weren't, didn't have a physical disability, and people like myself with a physical disability. And what it did was it leveled the playing field because everyone had a fear either of heights or water or, or something. And um, they had to work on pushing through that fear and I came to realize that I was really good at helping others um, find that greater ability um, that they weren't seeing. So I ended up doing more self-development and came across a lady called Mary Morrissey, who was or oh, is um, a transformational leader in uh, coaching uh, other coaches uh, and the spiritual transformational principles. And I just loved it. And I knew it was home. And so I became a life mastery consultant. Uh, and so for the last three or four years, I've been coaching. Uh, and just recently, part of my growth and, and always had this passion for speaking, um, I decided to do a TED talk, which is uh, how struggle helps us grow and that is really just the journey of of um of what i've just said <laughs> uh, hopefully in a nice way uh and it's been well perceived and it's it's uh, just about that growth and that how these struggles have this beautiful potential of a gift uh, because we find things that we didn't see in ourselves before, different strengths, different um, skill sets. And, and uh, so in that idea that the struggle is for us instead of uh, why me, why did this happen? And don't get me wrong, I, I definitely had plenty of those days in the, in the early days. Um, I'm now 25 years uh, nearly 26 years in the wheelchair. So, uh, 
been quite a journey to discover that. And now I realize that, wow, with these spiritual principles that I teach, the, there's no limit to the possibility of what we can create. I absolutely love that. That's so incredible that you've taken something that, you know, others might see why me and stay there and stay in that place of victimhood. And you chose to take it. And I'm sure it was a journey for you. I'm sure it didn't happen overnight, but you choose, you chose to take that and use it to help not only yourself, but now you're helping others with that. And you're helping others to see how they can live to their full potential and how this, what I like to call the struggle, which doesn't have to be a bad thing. People hear struggle and they're like, oh no, but the struggle actually is what we can use to propel us forward into something better. And I love that you're helping other people do that. That's amazing. Well, I like what, um, I just happened to hit the right podcast, uh, Melissa, and it was about your uh, smudged lenses uh, and the bias of that smudge is, is our perception of the things that have happened to us over our lifetime, which have smudged our view of the true potential or the uh, possibility of who we truly are uh, as a spiritual being, having a human experience. And um, I, I love that. It was just the way that you put it and, and it, um, I pinched it actually, I hope you don't mind, with a client this morning and used that um, because it was such a beautiful way of putting that all our experiences up to now, all those struggles, all those uh, experiences are just a perception, uh, our biased perception of uh, who we are. And they are facts, but they're not the truth. And the truth is that we're this amazing spiritual being who has chosen this experience, in my view. Uh, that's my personal view. And um, we, just like the lily, um, reading the Optimus Creed at the moment, and there's a, a story there about the lily and how the lily grows and it's got this amazing bl blossom. If the environment's right, well, each human or spiritual being having a human experience is that lily. We are tapped into abundance in all areas of our life if we create the right environment so we can blossom and tap into that. And that for me, being a life mastery consultant, that's what it means. Uh, life mastery is learning to tap into that abundance that we, that is each one of us is birthright and and create a life that we absolutely love. Yeah, you're so right. We we forget when we come here that our birthright is to be joyful and abundant and our conditions around us sometimes kind of like the lens put a little fingerprint and we're not able to see that clearly. And I think I love that you use that with a client that I'm honored that you <laughs> use that with a client. Um, but I also want to circle back to something that you said when you said you thought it was, you know, that we choose to come here. I'm in total agreement with you on that. 
I really believe that we pre-choose a lot of things that happen to us when we come here to learn lessons. And I've said this to clients before that I work with. I tell them that and they say, why would I choose all these horrible things that have happened to me? And I think the same thing, you probably felt that way at first too. Like, why would I choose for this? You went from being someone who really looked forward to working with his hands and farming and really getting into the earth. And, and it was a very physical job for you to then all of a sudden, now you don't have that option. You have to kind of course correct and, and figure out something else. Like you have to create a different plan that you weren't planning on. And I think when a lot of people come to me and say, why did I choose this? Why would I have done this to myself? I'm sure that you had that thought at first going through your head as well. Um, but I always tell people the same thing you just said. It's, you'll never learn and grow if you don't have challenges in life. And it's sort of like when you take those classes in school and you're like, this is going to be fun. And you get there and you're like, I hate this. Why did I sign up for this class? But I'm sure that you've learned a lot along the way. Um, but I like that you say that because I, I agree with that completely. I think that we do choose our path, even if now we're like, why did we do that? <laughs> and, and I think it's because what my accident did for me was it forced me to ask a different question. And, and because we then start to ask different questions of, come on, why would this happen to me? You know, why do I have to go through this? That's the first level of, of awareness. And then the more we start to question that and explore this idea of what is this life about, uh, the more we then create a better understanding of that awareness and we start to think, oh, and we then... <laughs> just a side note the other side of it is that a lot of people don't understand that there is a results formula that we all create and we are one with that power that's breathing us and that is that our thoughts create our feelings or i'd like to say those feelings then create emotions it's not the other way around. So those emotions came from a thought first. And then those emotions are the vibration of what kind of action we're going to take. Because if we have positive, powerful thoughts, we're going to take a totally different action to if we're feeling depressed, angry, sad, or um, scared, right? And those actions then create our results. So if people understand that, wow, I'm that powerful, that I can create my anxiety, I can create my fear, and I also can create amazing, beautiful life by noticing my thoughts. The trick is we're on default half the time. We've got this big brain and half of it, as Bob Proctor would say, more than half, three quarters of it or three thirds, two thirds, sorry, 
is subconscious and that subconscious brain is where all our patterns are because we're quite lazy and that's why someone can drive from work to home and not remember stopping at lights or letting that person cross the crossing because they're subconsciously doing a pattern that they've done over and over again and this is the problem that most people face is that they're in a subconscious pattern of fear or anxiety or or whatever that is which is creating more of that experience and they don't see it because they're inside the box and they're not asking that different question that of course the answer is on the outside of the box not inside the box so it's it's getting curious as human beings okay this is happening to me why what what am i thinking what am i creating what could this be for for me to go through this experience and when we start to explore those kind of questions it takes us on this amazing journey to discovering more and more awareness of of maybe who we are. I'm not going to say that it's this, but that's my belief and that's the spiritual being, having a human experience. Yeah. And it's all for our growth. You're so right. So many times we get so busy in life that we'd go on autopilot and we just do everything, you know, in the way that you described mindlessly and that we eat a meal and we're like, I don't remember what I had for lunch today or Mm -hmm. driving. I don't remember. I used to do that all the time. I had an hour drive to and from work a few years ago. And I would say, I don't remember the drive. I, I, because I would just get lost in my thoughts and, and really not pay attention. And the problem too, I think is our brains are really wired to focus on the negative. And we have to really work at changing that. So you probably find that when you work with people too, that they're more wired to focus on all of the things that have gone wrong in their lives instead of focusing on what is going right and the blessings and all of those things. Is that pretty common when you work with people? Uh, Very much so. And and of course we notice it in ourselves uh, first. the best way to to um, create more awareness in ourselves is to also study and teach it and live it ourselves. And for me, it's understanding why our brain has that default of trying to keep us safe. And many probably have heard this before, but it's because we have this part of the brain that is ancient and is still uh, running away from the Sega tooth tiger, which is about to pounce on us, right? Now, instead of the Sega tooth tiger, it's each other. We're looking at each other and going, what are they saying about me? Or what do they think of me? And it creates that same anxiety of looking for, the, for, for what's going to go wrong because 
that is our new saber-toothed tiger. Uh, and so understanding that we have got that part of the brain and believe me, big companies know this. That's why you see the news the way it is with a negative story. That's why ads are either sexual based or, um, or fear based of missing out because they know how your brain works. So it's understanding and limiting that kind of uh, information uh, so you can then notice, but you have to be present to notice your thoughts. Absolutely. And uh, I've got a couple of techniques that I take my clients through, and I'm sure you have something similar where we get people to notice the energy inside of their body because if you can notice the energy in your feet or in your toes or in your hands or even if you bring your hands backwards and forwards you can feel the energy build up in that if you can notice that energy then you can also notice your thoughts and if we can notice our thoughts then we have a, the opportunity to disrupt them and replace them with something more positive. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great practice that you do with your clients. And so I want to ask you a personal question about if we go back to when you had your accident, I'm sure you talked about how it wasn't an immediate, oh, I realize now that I have to change my purpose. So what was that process like for you? I mean, did you go through a spiritual awakening first and that's what led you to really going into this new path? Or did you meet someone who helped you shift your thoughts and that sort of led to the spiritual awakening? I'm always curious as to how people uh, sort of move along their journey. Beautiful question. Um, for me, uh, it wasn't, it was an aha moment um, only probably five years ago or so, out of the 26 uh, years that I've had my accident uh, up until now, um, because the possibilities of that even is huge. But we won't get into that. Going back to the question, the so for me, it was creating a goal. I accidentally used a lot of the principles that I teach today. And that was having a very clear vision. And for me, it was to go back to the farm. Now, I had people saying, there's no way you can do that uh, because of my physical limitations. But I did. It took about three or four years, and I was running the farm that I was on originally. Uh, and then all of a sudden, oh, it wasn't enough because I had achieved this amazing goal. And that took me to the next thing. And that was the outdoor activity stuff uh, integrated with people with disabilities and without. And that's when I first got a taste of helping others made me feel good about myself. And that was then led on to the self-development stuff. Uh, and I just happened to to do a course, which was a landmark course originally. And I had a aha moment um, with thousands of people on a busy uh, city street, bawling my eyes out, talking to my mum, 
realizing that I had uh, created all my percep all my um, perception of of the thoughts that I, I had had about the wrongs that I had seen or felt done to me and realized that, oh my God, I created all these smudges on my lenses, as you would say. And that was when my aha moment happened. And from there, of course, went into more spiritual teachers uh, and then invested uh, more and more in myself, which I do today still. I invest uh, uh, largely quite largely in myself so I can keep growing so I can then help impact more and more people um, by by growing myself my awareness of these beautiful principles that Deepak Chopra Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, Mary Morrissey Bob Proctor uh, um, what's the big guy, uh, American guy that everywhere, he's very popular. Um, Tony Robbins? Yeah, that's one, Tony Robbins. <laughs> you know, they they all teach from these principles. Um, so it's finding someone that really resonates with you and, and investing in yourself uh, because we, we all have these subconscious patterns and uh, we all need help to unpeel the onion of these discoveries of what's holding us back and creating that beautiful lily of abundance in relationships, health, uh, money, job, whatever is blocking you in your life. Uh, and we all need help with that. Yeah. I, that is very, very true. Uh, we have so many layers of limiting beliefs or stories we've told about ourselves that we believe to be true that we have to peel back. But I have to say that um, I really love that you talk about the struggle. And I always say that people who end up helping others like you're doing, the coaching that you're doing and the work that you're doing, I feel like you almost have to go through all the things that you went through in order to really be able to help people because it takes, I think, us being on that same level at some point to understand where people are coming from. I always like to say, I said in my book that I wrote was that I've been in the trenches with you. Um, so I'm not just Susie Sunshine over here telling you everything that you want to hear and that life's going to be great because it always has been for me, but I know what it was like to try to dig my way up through all of the mud and the mire and all of that to get to the sunshine because I put myself in that position. And so your story sounds, we have differences, of course, in the type of tragedies that we've been through but you're very similar in that you recognize that you had to take what has happened to you you chose to fulfill this purpose in order to then be where you are now helping others and i think that you just we have to go through that sometimes in order to really be able to meet others where they are to help lift them up right on point and I kind of said it better myself, you know. Uh, 
you can imagine just losing that physical ability. I was a, a, a guy that played sport and ran and was fit and could do physical things easily uh, with very little effort and all of a sudden go from not even being able to sit up or roll over or go to the toilet by myself uh, and being a country boy that was shy and yet had this ego that was always trying to prove to myself that I was good enough here or good enough there. Um, so, you know, I think we all have our struggles and the difference is, is that we then face those struggles and we start to ask different questions and we are willing to be vulnerable um, I think it's really important for men to start standing up because women have been able to be vulnerable for some time. Uh, and men, you know, um, Brene Brown, is it? I think she's written a book where, where she asked a, a vet, a, a um, US vet, that had been through war and lost his legs and, and an arm or something and asked, has anyone, I like to ask this question, has anyone ever seen bravery without vulnerability? And no one has. So, so you know, he said that he's seen so much ag action and every hero had to be vulnerable to be a hero. So to face that struggle and to be able to be vulnerable with it and willing to pour your heart out and to be able to help others, in my view, is very brave and shows amazing courage and vulnerability. Um, and we all have that ability. Absolutely. And, yeah. I think that's probably one of the number one problems that many of us face here is people do not want to be vulnerable because, you know, you open yourself up and, and you get hurt. And that's what most people think. So to do the, the work sometimes and to, to dive deep into you know, who you are and what you're made of and where you've come from, you have to do that vulnerable work because we can't, we can't figure out what we truly think about ourselves and what our thought patterns are unless we actually open up and look into that. And I think that's probably the number one problem I see with people who want to do the inner work is only opening up so far and not wanting to really truly open up, which is understandable, but you're right. It takes courage and bravery to do that. And I think it's so necessary and so important. And we need to really honor people who do that, who are being vulnerable, who show up and tell their story and are not afraid to. Yeah, and we wouldn't have the depression or the suicide numbers uh, if, if we could be a place of, of love for that vulnerability um, and 
allowed people to express themselves um, and know that they've got the power in them to create a total different life that they love. So it's it's a twofold. It's understanding and having that that love for them and and acknowledge the courage it takes to open up and also know that they've got this. They are meant to have this experience so they can discover that, that power in them that is mastery of abundance of all areas in their life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is one thing we need to really be applauding people for is opening up because one of the things I found is through doing this podcast, so many people have said, thank you for sharing the deepest parts of you because I realize I'm not alone. Someone else is going through something similar. And, you know, if we aren't opening up, people will just keep that inside. But when they hear other people talking about it, like other people hearing your story about how you took a situation that might've made somebody just want to withdraw and not do anything else in life you kind of looked that in the face and said no nah, oh no you're not going to keep me down and i love that you had these goals and you went back to farming and then you tried something that i think other people might not want to try too which was the extreme sports i mean a lot of people would just run away from that and you didn't you faced everything head on and the more people that hear your story can relate to it and say, oh my gosh, you know, this is me, but if he could do that, maybe I can do that. If she could move past the struggles in her life, maybe I can do that too. So I really truly applaud you for going out and, you know, being public with your story and trying to really help people get to where you are and understand that it is a choice. It's a choice we make every single day. So I love that you're doing that. Well, thank you, Melissa. Um... And it, it's it's an honor, you know. It's I, I have a little poem on my wall, which which just reminds me that I'm doing this just to serve one person. If I touch one person, then then I've done my job. Because at the end of the day, we do not know the ripple effect of that either. Uh, and yeah, so thank you very much for acknowledging me in that way. Is it the starfish story? No, no, it's it's an um, apparently a Latin or Roman uh, poem, and it goes like this: May wisdom shine through me, may love glow with me, within me, may strength penetrate me, so in me may arise a helper of humanity, a servant of the good, selfless and true. I love that. I love that a lot. I always do the starfish story to me too. So it's, you know, you're helping many people, but really if you help one to me, you've served your purpose and you are definitely serving it and quite well. So thank you so much for doing that. And if there are people out there listening who say, you know what, I want more, I want to hear more, and they want to hear more of your story, or they want to work with you, or they just want to follow you or watch your TED Talk, how can they do that? Um, you'll put the links down, but 
I've got a Facebook link for Wayne Forest Life Mastery. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, Wayne Forest NZ for New Zealand. And I've got a, a giveaway for anyone. It's just a, a, a short meditation that I recommend a couple of times a day to really help you create that awareness. Uh, and that's on my website, which is wayneforest.com. Just think of forest as run, forest run, yeah. uh, and you'll have the right spelling. <laughs> I love that. He definitely has a great sense of humor as well. And if you want to follow him, I am going to have all of those links in the show notes for the podcast. So you can click directly there. I highly recommend you go and get the free meditation. So as we're wrapping up, winding down, do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with our guests today? Yeah, pretty simple. Be curious and ask different question. I love that. Definitely. We need to start learning how to think outside that box if we really want to expand ourselves and, and learn new things. That was a wonderful piece of advice. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Absolutely pleasure. And I love what you're doing in the world, Melissa. So oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. And please, you're welcome to come back anytime. Thank you so much for being here. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today, too, for this amazing talk. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. If you could leave me some stars on iTunes, that would be amazing. And if you want to follow me, all of my social media links are in the show notes as well. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer and you can purchase directly from my website. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom, so you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. I want to thank you so much for being here with me. As always, I am sending you so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>